You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. I'm excited today because My guest is Jackie Ulmer, and Jackie is a business skills and mindset coach that specializes in assisting solopreneurs in mastering their marketing, messaging, follow-up, and time and productivity management. She launched her first business back in 1994 and has sold products and services in over 40 countries using the exact strategies that she teaches, some of which we're going to talk about today. So welcome to the show, Jackie. Welcome. Dennis, thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, I'm excited that you're here. You know, it's really funny story because before I ever started my podcast journey of being a guest on podcasts and then having my own podcast here, I was listening to podcasts. And I think I told you this before, Pat Flynn was one of my early, you know, early podcasts. And so was your Street Smart Wealth podcast, right? So that was one of the early podcasts that I first listened to when I first dove in. So when we had a chance to meet this past year, I think it was about a year or so ago, I was really excited and I'm excited to have you on the show today. Today, just to tease everybody, we're going to talk about another topic that we've never talked about before. It's a very different perspective. Jackie's got a lot of very hands-on experience with what we're framing as appreciation marketing and how to leverage appreciation marketing to develop relationships with your target market. Whatever the target market may be, maybe you're trying to tap into referral sources, Maybe you're trying to tap into influencers. Maybe you're trying to tap into, you know, your exact customer avatar. Whatever that is, this strategy can help you get there. And she's used it. She's been very hands-on with it. So I'm excited. But before we dive into all that, the real meat and potatoes, can you just give us a quick backstory? Tell us kind of how you got here and then we'll take off. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Gosh, I have a pretty, I have a pretty colorful background. I look back at my resume and it's pretty funny, but I basically, my start in the corporate world was in airline sales and marketing. And I always laugh and say, I had a, I really had a job that I loved. I partied for a living. I flew around the world on, in first class on an expense account and I wined and dined corporate travelers and travel agents to get them on our airline. And I broke my one cardinal rule, which was never date a pilot. I dated one. I married him and over 31 years later now, we had two children. And when we decided to have those children, somebody needed to be home and he was flying and I was flying all over and obviously that was going to be me. So left my fabulous job that I love to stay home with my kids, which is a decision I will never regret. But I have a business and marketing mind. I just have always been fascinated with business, with being an entrepreneur My dad owned his own business, nothing fancy, but I remember him being home every day at lunch and making us breakfast every morning, and that just stuck out in my mind. So I've always wanted to have my own business. I started selling mistletoe door-to-door at about 11 years old, so that kind of launched me into that whole phase. So I started looking around. This was back in 1992. My son was born. 
And the only thing I could find working from home that kept really showing up besides data processing and some of that was network marketing and direct sales. And I have to say I was an extreme skeptic, but I educated myself and I thought, well, this is the one thing that I can do where I can control my schedule. I can control my paycheck if I can control my own discipline to do it. And so I got started in network marketing and I'd love to tell you it was an easy path. It wasn't, but over time I figured things out. And in 1999, I found the internet and I took my business online and that literally changed everything that put me out there in the stratosphere and in cyberspace, no pun intended or pun intended. And I began sponsoring people, signing up customers and clients, and it literally changed my life. And that kind of brought me where I am today. Since then, I've gone on to build my own coaching and training company, not just with network marketers, but solopreneurs, real estate agents, mortgage lenders, coaches, that type thing. And that's kind of how we're here today. Yeah, I love it. I know you've been you know, a top income earner in network marketing after you took your business online in particular. And I know you now do a lot of, you've been doing online marketing for more, longer than most people have really can comprehend here. I mean, it's been, what, so 99, we're talking, geez, we're talking 20 years, right? I know, I can't believe it. We're talking it. 20 years. Now, 20 years in internet time is a really long time, right? And you've done a, a magnificent job with the podcast and with the digital marketing. But today, we're actually not going to talk so much about digital marketing, which is what's really kind of the juxtaposition here, which makes it interesting. We're going to try to get out of the email box and we're going to try to take a different approach. But before we dive into that, I have one question for you. And this is just kind of a unique, interesting question to give us a little bit of insight into you. And that is, if you could pick any business superpower. Now, obviously, you know, we can't fly, we can't be bulletproof, but a business superpower, right? Something that you wish you had, not something you already have, because there are certain things you're really good at, but something you wish you had, what would it be? Oh my goodness, that's a challenging one. I was going to say mindset mastery, but that's the one thing that I do have. I have a goal to become a better connector, a better connector of people. So people who I meet, when I meet people, kind of to take the focus away from myself often when I meet people, but to really begin to have more of a mindset of that open Rolodex to be thinking, oh, I know the exact person I need to introduce you to that will benefit you and likewise. So I would say that would be it to, be, to get started with. Yeah. Harvey McKay, the book, Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty, comes to mind right away because I think that's the foundation of that book. And that was a great book. Okay. Awesome. Well, listen, let's dive into this. Today, we're going to talk about how to leverage appreciation marketing to develop a relationship with whatever audience it is you're trying to develop a relationship with but we're going to do it in a little bit of a unique way. It's not going to be digital marketing. We're not going to be doing Facebook Live. We're not going to be doing LinkedIn, which is my home away from home. We're not going to be doing email. We're going to be doing something offline. So why don't you help us unpack that a little bit, start out with what this whole appreciation marketing is, and then we'll dive into maybe some steps or strategies and how they can leverage it. Absolutely. You know, I think a benefit for me, when I took my business online in 99, I already had almost six years offline of building, of building relationships, of learning follow-up, of learning good techniques with people. Because as we know in any type of quote-unquote sales, I know that's four-letter word to some people, even though it's five letters, but a lot of people shy away from the word sales, but we're all selling all the time. But we know that most of the time we don't get the sale on the very first exposure. In fact, statistics show us that 80% of sales happen between the fifth and the 12th exposure. And the reality of it is 
more people than not fail and miss out on that sale because they don't see the job through. They don't take it all the way through continuing to follow up. We have a tendency to think, oh, well, they said no, or if they were interested, they would have called me or whatever the case is. And so we just kind of leave it alone at that point and we don't continue to follow up to capture them when the buying time is right for them. And so often that's not on that first exposure. So I learned those skills early on. So when I took my business online, I came at it with the approach that even though the online was going to be my way of meeting people and starting to build that relationship and that first touch point, I knew right away to talk, take it offline. I would always take it offline as quickly as I could. Phone conversation. I don't even think Skype existed then, but it, you know, and certainly smartphones and texting and all that didn't exist at the time. It was the good old fashioned telephone. So I always tried to get it off of my website, out of email, this was even before social media, and get into a phone conversation where I could differentiate myself and set myself really apart and start building that relationship. And the company that I was with, this was in the early 2000s, it was a direct sales company and they had, you could buy bulk postcards from them. And quite frankly, the postcards, they weren't even good. They were just, they totally oversold the company and all that kind of stuff. All the stuff that we know now doesn't really matter. But I would set a goal. I would get people's address, even though, you know, they came to me through the internet, I would get their actual physical mailing address. And every month I had a system to mail out between 100 and 200 postcards to previous leads. And it never failed. I would sponsor people into my network marketing business. I would sell products to other people through that postcard mailing. And it never failed that I not only paid for the whole cost of the mailing, but made a profit and then began to build my team and everything through that. So I really learned the power of direct mail marketing along with the internet marketing early on. And I have kept that up all the way through my 20 plus years now of online marketing. So that's really a skill that I, that I already knew that I brought to the internet. And that's really the piece that is, has been huge for me. And see, what's really interesting is that, you know, the trend that I think we've all seen in business is that, you know, back in the early day, you know, when you first started in 99 and you, you found the internet, you know, direct mail was more prominent than it is today. It's decreased over time. Everything has went digital, you know, you're sending emails and PDFs and everything is online. And, and so I think more than ever today, if you go offline and take that approach that you would took 20 years ago and, you know, got their address and actually mailed them something, whether it be a card or whether it be a gift or whether it be something, I think that's a huge differentiator because I don't know about you, but I get so many emails and so many Facebook messages and so many texts that it's hard to respond to them. But at the same time, when somebody sends me something in the mail, whether it be a book, whether it be a gift, whether it be a card, it just has a, it gives a totally different feeling to me about that person. And so I think that, I think you're spot on as far as, you know, distinguishing yourself and just creating a, an easy way to follow up and differentiate yourself. So, so that's cool. So, so the whole concept of appreciation marketing, how do you define it? It's basically, it's kind of getting out of the inbox and into the mailbox kind of thing. You know, thank you so much. It was nice to meet you today. Thank you so much for your time, you know, taking a look at what my product service offering is. It's happy birthday. It's different things like that so that you begin to stay top of mind with people. And just quickly, it's kind of funny. I just wanted to tag on to what you said about, you know, all the emails that you get. Just this morning, I was going through, I was looking for a document and I was going through all of my 2019 downloads. 
500 and some of them that are still in my download file of documents that I've downloaded. And most, a huge number of those were free PDFs, some free gift, some free giveaway that I totally forgot about, never even opened. When a card or a gift or something comes into your mailbox, at least gets opened. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So this whole relationship marketing strategy is is a follow-up series. It could be as simple as a thank you card. It could be, like you said, a birthday card. It could be an actual physical gift. And so why don't we dive into that a little bit? So, I mean, you let's take a quick journey here. So you, let's say, for example, you find a prospect online through Facebook or your website or digital or wherever it is, and then you get on the phone with them or you have a face-to-face meeting, whatever the case may be. Maybe you're a realtor, maybe you're a mortgage broker, whatever. And you know, in that first situation, that first exposure, you don't get the sale, right? They don't sign up for your offer, whatever that offer is. So how does appreciation marketing play from there? Can you walk us through maybe, let's think about a little bit of a campaign or a strategy on how this appreciation marketing can take them from you know, no or maybe, but not buying into a situation where maybe they become a buyer. And what does that look like? So essentially, the very first step is, you know, thank you or nice to meet you, something along those lines. Thank you for the opportunity to bid on your job or share my proposal with you or whatever it is. And I understand that the timing's not right now, et cetera, whatever. But just like I shared, you know, 80% of sales happen between the fifth and the 12th exposure. So I create online, I don't do it myself, I create it through a system online, a campaign to where every 30 days to 60 days or whatever, something's going to go out for me, whether it's a postcard, whether it's a card, maybe I'm going to send them a gift depending on where they are in my center of influence, what the potential offering is, what the potential you know, dollar amount of the transaction might be. And where I see them in in the potential to be a referral ambassador for me or something along those lines. But I'm going to make sure that I'm staying top of mind with them, that they know I'm still in the game, still in the business. Now, these are not cards that are sales pitches at all. Typically, I like to send off holiday cards. So for instance, I send a bunch of Valentine's Day cards. I usually do St. Patrick's Day because it's a fun holiday. I do July 4th. I do Halloween. I do off holidays where it's something fun, really light maybe a fun quote or just something funny or something along those lines that keeps me top of mind. And then on the back of the card is all my contact information. So I'm not right in their face with, hey, don't forget about me. You want to buy from me or whatever it is. It's just, hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate knowing you. I still remember you and I still am out here for the time if and when the time is right for you. Yeah, it's funny because one of the things that drives me crazy about salespeople and I was guilty of it early in my career, which is, you know, they'll have a conversation with a prospect, they'll put a follow-up together 30, 60, 90 days later, whatever the follow-up period is. And then when they, they call them up and they say, hey, Jackie, I'm just checking in to see how everything's going. Are you ready to buy? And it's so transparent that you're not focused on the relationship, you're focused on the dollars, right? And so, it's such a pet peeve of mine, right? When salespeople do that. And I get you got to follow up, but you got you to be a little bit creative. It's okay to use the phone to follow up. I'm all for that, but you got to be a little bit creative. But this is a different way that you can passively stay in touch and let people know that you're still there. You're still ready to help them. When they're ready, raise their hand. And here's the information to do that. I think it's a very simple, inexpensive way to stay top of mind, which is so difficult you know, and, and becoming even more difficult 
So that's why I think breaking away from online in this format is really great. Okay. So we talked about the thank you, which that in itself will differentiate you because most people don't send a thank you. Okay. So that in itself will differentiate. Now, what would be the next step? You said maybe 30, 60 days later, you'd send out a ho- you know, an off holiday card. Let's say it's you know, a Halloween card, right? Because most people don't send out Halloween. So you're going to stand out because Christmas, everybody gets the Christmas cards. If you send one at Christmas, you're going to be a pile of Christmas cards. But if you send one at Halloween, you're probably the only person who's going to send them a Halloween card or very few, right? right? So those cards do well. But beyond the cards, what else might you do, you know, to try to stimulate a conversation or to enhance that relationship? Well, what I like to do is, you know, again, marrying the two, the online and the offline world, because in my opinion, there's nothing more brilliant than bringing the two of those together. So I can monitor, I I look to make Facebook friends with people who are in my center of influence, who I potentially could do business with. I could potentially refer people to them, whatever it is, LinkedIn, all those different formats, but then I can monitor them and pay attention. If I see that they have a child who's graduating, I can grab a picture off of Facebook and put it on a card and just say, hey, congratulations. It's kind of like, I don't know if you remember, I'm trying to think what his name is, Joe, the car salesman. Uh, It's escaping me. He's like still written up in the Guinness Book of World Records as the greatest salesman ever. And that's why he used to do clippings out of the newspaper. Remember that? Like he would clip out graduation announcements and different things like that. And he would mail it to his customers. And he built a huge following and became the greatest salesman ever in car Joe sales. Girardi. Joe Girardi. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I knew it was Joe something. Don't yeah, worry. I, I had to story. look, I had to look it up. <laughs> okay, good. I, <laughs> I knew it was Joe. A million times. I don't know why it escaped me, but you know, just things like that. And today we have social media that makes it so easy for us to keep in touch, grab a photo, put it on a card. You can put it on a bag of popcorn even. For very inexpensive, you can actually customize a bag of popcorn and send it to somebody with their photo, with their company logo. You can put a company logo on golf balls. You know, just certain personalized gifts that are going to get the attention, keep you top of mind, and be like an interrupter in a, in a busy, noisy world that's out there with everybody trying to get everybody's attention and trying to be the one. When you can really take it to that extra step and make it personal, you're not only going to get noticed, you're going to ultimately get the sale, assuming that you're selling something good, but the referral potential and the social proof when people will post something even on Facebook with a photo of it thanking you, it's amazing what kind of business that can bring in. Yeah, I love that. And I told you before we hit record how, you know, from time to time, I'll get gifts from people that are were on the podcast or listeners of the podcast. And it's whenever I get them, I always save them until my daughter, my 10-year-old daughter gets home because it's always like a big event. She wants to open them up. And it's like, what did you get this time? And what did we get? And, and then I end up, if it's something cool that she likes, I give to her. So it really does differentiate in a big way. And I'm going to just throw it out to everybody right now. This is shameless, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you the secret that if you want to get me on the phone and have a conversation with me, just send me brownies, send me cookies. I'm going to tell you right now, your email is probably going to get ignored, but if you send me that and you want a 15-minute phone call, there's a really, really, really good chance that we can get on the phone and have a conversation. Now, I can't promise I'm going to buy what you have or I'm even going to like what you have, but I will get on the phone because I think that that, you know, I want to reciprocate. In a lot of cases, that reciprocation, I want to give back because you were so kind and unique and different in your approach and it's refreshing, right? It's refreshing as opposed to that sales guy that just calls up and say, hey, just checking in, you know, my pet peeve. So 
So listen, why don't you, is there anything else you want to specifically touch on as it relates to the campaigns or, you know, I know that the way you're set up is it's all automated online. So it's not like you're doing these one by one, you set these up. I mean, so there is a little bit of automation to it, right? I mean, can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so you can, there's a simple campaign builder process. You can create groups within the system. You can set up campaigns so that you can pre-set it up to where, you know, once somebody's name goes into the system, it puts them into the drip for you. You create the cards. And I actually actually have a, a virtual assistant who works with me for somebody who says, this is great, but I don't have time to do the automation. She will take on all of that for somebody if they're interested. I would love to chat further with anybody who wanted to know about that. But yeah, so you, you just simply go in, you can upload your database that's already existing through a CSV or Excel file. You know, it's very simple. If you have their birthday, you can add it in. You can have it set up to where it adds them automatically into a group. Maybe it's past clients, maybe it's current clients, maybe it's referral partners, maybe it's, you know, hopeful clients. Whatever those categories are that work for you, you can preset those up and then it's just very, very automated and you can literally put your follow-up on autopilot. You set it up one time and then you can continue to add to it. It knows to mail the birthday card out seven days or 10 days or however you want to designate. And you can create as many campaigns, as many groups, as many of that as you want. And, you know, just an example, I know we had chatted about this. It was early in November. I sent out a couple of cards that closed me over $13,000 in business of previous people who I had spoken with. They weren't new. It was just part of my automated process. They went right into that campaign. It mailed to them and bam, it caught them when the time was right. Another referral that I had made to a neighbor for air conditioning replacement, which I live in Scottsdale. And so that's typically two units to the tune of fifteen dollars to $18,000. She got bids from four different companies. My guy was the only one who sent a thank you for allowing us to bid on it. And he got the job. So those are just examples of how people really do in a noisy world. They're tired of all the marketing, 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 buy my stuff. But when you take that time to really differentiate yourself and say, hey, you're important to me, it was worth it to me to invest in, you know, a small amount of money to send you a thank you card. People do remember that and they will act on that. Yeah, it's really funny because you you talked about Joe Girardi a little bit ago, the car the world record, you know, Guinness book car salesman, right? He's sold more cars than anybody in the world. I, I mean, that's that in itself is pretty insane and how he did that with his Rolodex and sending out these little cards and that foundation that I think that's like probably one of the early examples of people that you can show that's really scaled this up on a large scale. And so, you know, I guess one of the things that really stands out is that you only buy a car every three, four, five, six, seven years, right? Three to seven years, you buy a car. When you sit, when you buy a home, you probably only buy a home on average, maybe every eight or 10 years or 12 years or something like that. You know, so you're not getting mortgages every day. You're not getting cars every day. You're not getting houses every day. So when you have a large purchase, right? or you're buying software, a large high-end software for your business. You know, you don't buy those things every single day. And so trying to time the perfect timing with a follow-up on a phone call is almost impossible. But what I like about that is that, number one, as you're dripping these campaigns and these, these, these touch points, these additional touch points monthly or every couple months, what I love about that is that not only does it give you an opportunity to be top of mind for to potentially get their business when the time is right, but it definitely differentiates you to somebody who would they would provide a referral to, right? Because, you know, most service providers come and go, right? We talk to a lot of people. 
unfortunately, the second and third conversations with most people never happen, right? Because they don't follow up or they lose track of it because we're in a sea of social media where there's a gazillion people always pinging you. And so talk about the referrals for a second, because I think this could be an amazing approach, adding it into the campaign after you've touched them so many times and developed that rapport that, you know, it could be a great way to get a referral or ask for a referral or a very soft way to get some referrals for your business. What's your been your experience with that? Absolutely. And, and that is huge because, you know, I live in Scottsdale. In fact, I'm speaking for the Women's Council of, of Real Estate in Scottsdale this week. And I'll be sharing this with them because there, there are over 55,000 real estate agents in the Phoenix, Scottsdale area. I believe it's the, it's the most per capita of anywhere. That's and, insane. And we're, right now we have less than 12,000 homes in inventory. Okay. So keep that in mind. So there are a lot of starving real estate agents out of there out there and a lot of people and it trickles down to mortgage lenders, title companies, it trickles all the way down. And that, that's an area that I work with a lot. And it's like, how are you going to differentiate yourself? Who, who, how are you going to get that referral? When you've done a good job of staying top of mind with somebody and Phoenix also is a, is a transient, transient, uh, a constantly moving because there's so much industry here. So people are coming in and out all the time. And so there's a lot of opportunity to make referrals. And if you're in business and you're doing business, you're constantly mixing and moving and talking to people. So you've got a mental Rolodex anyway of those people who you are going to refer on a regular basis. If you're in the Phoenix area, I mean, I can think of at least a dozen real estate agents right off the top of my mind, but I know the three top ones who I would refer over anybody because they've done a good job of keeping in touch with me. Same with my roofer who replaced my roof, which I won't ever put another roof on this house ever. So I only have the opportunity to refer him to other people. But the neighborhood I live in, ours was ready. There are other homes that are ready to have roofing. That's a big high dollar job. The person who does a good job of staying in touch is going to get that referral. And today with sites like Nextdoor, where people are out there all the time, a social site for your neighborhood, people are out there all the time asking, hey, who do you know who does this? Who do you know who does that? Because we would all rather operate from a referral than just go out there into the great unknown. And so I love being the one on next door that says, oh, I got the perfect person for that. I've got the perfect person for this. So it's just really keeping yourself out there so that people don't even have to think, oh, you need a business coach, Jackie Almer. You need a real estate agent, you know, et cetera. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's perfect. Well, listen, is there anything else you want to add into this whole concept of appreciation marketing? I got a couple more questions, you know, towards the end here, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Anything else particularly you want to add? Well, I would just love if anybody wants to experience it for themselves, you can just go to mail.streetsmartwealth.me. That'll take you right into a form where you can fill in your address, your best mailing address, your birthday. And I will make sure that you get not only a birthday card, but a card that shows you how this works so that you can experience for yourself. So I would love to invite anybody interested to do that for sure. Yeah, that's that's free, can, right? I mean, that's just that they can get a card for free. It's like a demo of the system, but you're actually going to get a physical card. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, cool. I love that. All right. Awesome. Well, listen, a couple questions before we go, and then we'll wrap it up for today. First question is, what's your favorite growth tool or software, app tool, software, something that you use to grow your business? Who does it? And I'm sure you have, I'm sure you have many, but I have a bunch, but I'll tell you something that I, I learned from a podcast, something I've done for years, but 
James Altucher, you know, James? Oh yeah. Okay. So he taught me this a while ago and it's not really an app, although you can do it in an app, but I do a thought download every single day in just a notebook. This is really old fashioned. And then, and so I, I don't, I, I, I hate to disrupt the whole app thing, but I do a thought download. I set a timer for five minutes every day and I just free flow, write everything, business, personal relationships, whatever's going on. I, I do that thought download and then I go back through that and I, I pick out what matters to me. It doesn't have to be all negative. Hopefully some of it's positive too, but I really use that to drive my day, drive my decisions and you know, really set me up for success. And that has been absolutely brilliant for me to really taking me to a new level of not only thinking of those ideas, because sometimes when you're an entrepreneur, your mind is overwhelmed with ideas, but putting them, actually making them happen is a different thing. And this has helped me prioritize and put those into play. Yeah, I love it because the reality is, you know, being an entrepreneur, sometimes you have all these ideas and if you don't write them down, sometimes they just, they just disappear. Yes, they do. Yeah, I've had, I've had the $10 billion ideas disappear. Ask me where they are. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't have any idea. So ultimately, I think that's a great idea. So one other question, then we'll wrap it up. What would be one book you would recommend to the audience? Something that maybe helped you along your journey or you think might help them in theirs? I'll tell you the book right now that's top of mind for me is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz or Don Ruiz Miguel. I always get his last name wrong because he has two. I love that book because it embodies personal, it embodies business. You know, don't take anything personally, do your best. I mean, it's just, it's so valid. And when you can run almost any situation, whether it be personal or business, through those four agreements, it's brilliant. It really truly is. Love it. Well, listen, Jackie, I really appreciate you being here today. Let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about your coaching business, learn more about your podcast or wherever you want to send them. And then we'll wrap it up for today. Absolutely. My, my home away from home on the internet is streetsmartwealth.com. You can find me at JackieElmer.com too, but streetsmartwealth.com is truly my home away from home. And I would love to connect with you. Love it, guys. Well, listen, I'll make sure I put the link to that, that trial on where you can get a free card sent to you. I'll make sure I put our website. And uh, hey, I just, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Dennis. And thanks to everybody. I love connecting. Thanks. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.